Are the expectations way too high? Where do we go from here? The only question, how long can it last? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Zero to One Hundred. I'm Zach DeSalvo, joined by my co-host Eric Padilla. We've got the the dynamic duo here on the pod for you guys today. No guests today, but we've got a great lineup coming up. We're going to be talking our uh, NBA playoff predictions, uh, our favorite Christmas movies, and kind of some of the things that we've been binging during the quarantine, the holidays. Padilla, how are you doing, man? You know, man, I'm doing doing pretty good. Woke up without a hangover um, this weekend. And Always a good feeling. Yeah, but the only bad part is I'm down $60 right now. Um, <sighs> for the listeners that don't know, Zach is in Colorado, back in his home state where gambling is legal. And We so- have been going crazy on the online betting over the last couple of days. I mean, NFL parlays. NBA preseason over unders. It's just been, it's been reckless. I can't, I can't deny it. I, I've been addicted a, to this app. And that's how you know we're scum when you're betting on preseason games. Preseason <laughs> NBA. You know, I, I actually, I think the weirdest one I did was there was some like this was like a 11:30 at night bet. There was like a a Japanese basketball league game going or something like that, and you can do the live in game betting. And I, I hammered the over kind of towards the end of the game and ended up winning a couple bucks on that one. Oh, geez, that's yeah. Then you're getting even worse, dude. Japanese basketball. <laughs> I mean, hey, you just got it. You got to take what you can get get a couple bucks for free. This this app they give you like five free bucks. It seems like every other day. So every time I see it, I'm like, all right, how am I gonna turn this into something? And then those what damn app? Lakers, man, they can't just lose a preseason game. <laughs> what app is it uh it's the mgm bet app mgm bet app. Okay. yeah so for all you listeners out there if you're ever in colorado or i think it works in some of those other states too but you got to get on these online uh these online gambling it just makes every sporting event way more fun but also more painful like that coog game yesterday yeah and it could really could really ruin your life <laughs> If you have a gambling problem, we'll tweet out the uh, helpline because they put it at the top of the app every time you open it up. <laughs> if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com because getting help is your best bet. All right, listeners, with uh, with Christmas time rolling around, the holidays here, we want to give you guys kind of a ranking of some of our favorite and least favorite Christmas movies. So what we're going to do is... Uh, Eric and I are going to be decorating our theoretical Christmas tree with Christmas movies. So we're going to put, you know, our favorite movies up at the top of the tree and in the prime real estate, the middle will kind of be those, you know, those middle tier Christmas movies that you kind of like, but you don't necessarily love. And then we're also going to talk about the, the Christmas movies that we would decorate on the tree at the bottom and on like the back of the tree. So those movies that you just you really, really hate. I think we'll, we'll get into those as well. So Padilla, let's, uh, let's start with the top of the tree. Give me some of your top Christmas movies. What are the ones that you really love every year that you're always down to watch when they're on TV? Um, so I've got a few, um, people probably won't like this list, but, um, so obviously Elf. Okay. That was one of mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Elf is like one of the all time best Christmas movies. It plays even when it's not Christmas time. That's how good it actually is um elf to me is one of those ones where when people are like oh it's it's christmas time let's watch elf i'm like 
I don't know if I really want to watch that. But then like the second it starts playing, you're like, okay, this, this movie holds up. Like it kind of, it brings you in. Yeah. It brings you in. It's kind of just like, "Ah, I've seen this multiple times already. And then it's just like, oh, you laugh at one part. Like, yeah, okay. I'll leave this on TV. Yeah. It's just, it's just such comedy. What else Um, you got? I got home alone one through three, anything after three trash. Oh, so you, okay. This is interesting. You include three on your top of the tree list. Three is actually my favorite home alone movie. Three is good. Okay. So three is the one where they're like, they have the race car with the data chip from North Korea in there or something like that. Yeah. That one has a little bit more of a, a story to it other than the first of the new the yeah. New Home Alone kid. yeah other than little kevin having his shitty parents leaving him all <laughs> over the fucking united states um obviously the grinch with jim carrey okay that's a good one too um bad santa oh interesting and oh. then and then jingle all the way is okay is jingle all the way the one with schwarzenegger yeah and sinbad i haven't seen that one i i need to get on that that one i don't know that one that one's just funny to me i think it's i think it's hilarious it's probably one it's really one of my favorite movies just because christmas movie (laughs) what do you got so i got i'm i was with you on elf um like we kind of said that's always just an all-time classic i'm also with you on the home alones except i go one through two and the reason is i think the like the best part of the home alone movies is the two burglars that are coming to rob the place. Like those guys are just both so funny. So it was like, it was tough to see in home alone three and you know, the other ones where it's like new people that are coming to rob the house or whatever, but those are just all time classics. They, I I think I actually might like home alone two more than home alone one. Um, but maybe we'll, we'll see what the listeners think about that. And then for me, just the all time best ever Christmas movie, Christmas vacation is just, it's so, so funny. And every year I'm like, maybe this is going to get old, but I, I feel like the older you get, the funnier the movie gets because you keep, you know, understanding more and more of the jokes and it's just so crude and so hilarious. I might have to watch, rewatch that. I've only watched it once. It, okay. made, my, it made my list, but I've only watched it once. Make sure you watch like a, don't watch it like on TV where it's kind of where it's cleaned up and you know they they can't curse and they cut watch out the uncensored scenes. watch the uncensored version it's so it's it's the best i think there's just so many classic lines too that you you're watching it and you're like wow i see that all over twitter all the time okay all right middle of the tree padilla um so these are kind of our middle tier movies these are the ones that you'll watch but you're not going to get super excited about they're still good but Maybe they just don't quite do it for you. What do you got for this part of the tree? Uh, so for the okay um, part of the tree, so I got uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. Um, a Christmas Story. Oh, interesting. And then and then I got two of them that people might just shit on me for, but I think they're hilarious. Um, Office Christmas Party. Oh, um, I haven't seen that. That's that kind of newer one, right? Yeah, it's a newer one. It's pretty funny. Company is going out of business so they just throw fat rager your boy okay. jim butler's in it um Ooh. and then the night before with seth rogan that okay that one's good yeah that kind of falls into that Christmas that one's category. that one's just hilarious i yeah. love that one it's tough to find a movie that seth rogan's in that's not super funny um let's see okay those are good ones so for mine i've got i put home loan three and four in that kind of middle tier <laughs> Four? Have you seen four? <laughs> yeah, that dude, was... the like super high tech house and all that. I thought that oh one was super my God. cool. Yeah, it's like a futuristic Home Alone. The, the hella rich parents. 
Oh, geez. Same great concept, just like super cool technology. I was, I was just buggy eyed the first time I saw it, but it is one of those ones that I don't think I could keep watching and enjoying. So it makes the middle of the tree. Um, another one that makes the middle of the tree for me is the Santa Claus movies, specifically the Santa Claus two. Um, I like, I feel like that one is what like the Tim Allen is one that they think is that a lot of people say is just such a classic. And I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I just don't. Not Santa big Claus on movies don't do it for me. Have you seen those ones? Yeah, I think I've seen the first one. Okay. There's there's more than one, isn't there? Yeah, I think I think there's three. In the second one, the Tim Allen's kid is like a teenager in high school. So it's I think it's a little better. The first one is like his kid's like a young, a young whippersnapper. Okay. Um and then I also had I actually put the Grinch on the on my middle tier of movies. I don't I like it, but I'm just not like gonna go out of my way to watch the Grinch. Which have you seen all the Grinch movies? Well, I've, it's the Jim Carrey one is the Jim one. Jim Carrey one. I don't know if that, I've seen the other ones. That one's okay. I feel like that one's great. There is a new one out, isn't there? Or something. Yeah, they have like well, there's like two animated ones. They have the okay. really old animated one, and then they have like the newer one that just came out like either last year or the year before. I've seen the old animated. This'll this I'll save this more for the bottom of the tree, but most animated Christmas movies for me are on the bottom and the back of the tree. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. And then that my last one that was kind of in that middle. I don't know if you've seen this one's kind of old. Have you seen uh Scrooged? Yes. That one that one makes the middle for me. It's okay. You know, a, a classic kind of Bill Murray, but it's funny. It's like kind of raunchy and you know, cynical TV exec type of thing, but I don't know. It's it's funny. It it still holds up, I think. <laughs> Gives you a little twist on the classic Christmas story. Okay. All right, let's get to our grievances here. What are the Christmas movies that oh. you just can't stand? You you never want to watch when someone asks to put them on. All right, so I'm going to go with, so one of them, this one's not really a Christmas movie, but it's during Christmas time in the movie. Okay. I'm going to go with Friday After Next. (laughs) That one is just terrible. They probably should have stopped after next Friday. I don't think I've even seen that one. Oh, it's, they're living in a What is that, the third? It's the third one. Okay, yeah. They're like security guards of a mini mall. Um their freaking landlords kicking them out because they can't pay rent so they have to throw a party to collect money it's (laughs) it's all this it's crazy it's it's funny but it's just bad it's just so bad um my other one is krampus krampus okay i haven't seen that but i know what you're talking about don't watch it it's basically about the satan version of santa claus it's like a horror movie isn't it yeah it's a shitty horror movie yeah it's so bad it's it was honestly a waste of time, but I, I watch it every time it's on. Cause it's just so stupidly funny. And then the last one, this one might, someone might get a hitman and take me out, but the polar express. Oh, okay. I cannot stand how creepy those motherfucking kids look in that movie. <laughs> the, just the, so it's oh. the animation that does it for you. Dude. Yeah. They're just on. so weird looking and they're, Oh no, I can't do it with that one. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. I, for like for me for Christmas movies, I they have to be like funny. I don't if it's not a funny Christmas movie, I hate the like kind of like the love actually is the the like the Hallmark lifetime the Hallmark Christmas, yeah, Hallmark <laughs> lifetime any rom-com Christmas type of thing that is more rom less calm, not a fan of. 
they just i just get so bored during them and i can't stand them um that's interesting though the polar express i feel like that's one that's kind of like boring that's why i was like not a big fan of that one either. yeah that one's it's like that polar express is just such a big theme but that movie just like those kids just no i can't do it with them yeah so my my big thing with the christmas movies is i i can't think of any like animated christmas movie that i love like the other so i'm with at back home in colorado at my parents place um for a couple weeks here doing the working remotely thing and the other night they had on like the the super old like 1960s rudolph where it's like the freaking weird little clay people <laughs> like the og rudolph the red yeah, reindeer yeah. christmas movie and i'm just like watching it i'm like oh god this is just so bad i was just like gambling on my phone during the whole thing not paying attention <laughs> but those i just can't stand the animated ones and then um i think this might be one for me that like you said someone might hire a hitman to come after me on but for me a christmas story just does not do it okay i don't know why i feel like that's like probably one of the for most people that's like you know a top five christmas movie but i'm just kind of like eh just not feeling it i watched it for the first time last year i think and oh really yeah i thought it was pretty funny um kids got a really shitty dad um they don't really get along very well, but yeah, it's, I mean, those kids too are really fucking annoying. Yeah. That are in that movie. Like even him and all his little stupid buddies, like, but they just, they just seem like the outcast. And that's, I think that's just what makes it funny is these kids are kind of little losers. Just kind of nerds. Yeah. And it just makes the movie just a little bit better. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I saw it too many times growing up. Um, cause that movie was like always on TV. I can't remember what channel it was, but I, I feel like there was like a channel when I was growing up that would literally like play that movie every single day. It's got to either be TBS or TNT. One, yeah. One of those, like that just go crazy on the Christmas movies. I'm like, why is this on all the time? Like, give me something else. I just can't stand it. Then I, are there any Christmas like animated movies that you really like? I can't remember if any made your list or not. Animated. Um, I do like that the new Grinch animated movie, but okay. that one didn't make my list or anything like that. Um, I know people are people are gonna shit on us for probably the Charlie Brown Christmas special or whatever. Oh yeah, like the super old one. Um, yeah, the I know, Charlie Brown ones don't really yeah. do it for me. Either. And I know damn well people are about to shit on us and be like, "Oh, you didn't choose Die Hard." Ugh. Yeah, like, okay, Die Hard. I forgot about that one. That's yeah, that that is one that I guess technically is a Christmas movie, but I think that's a good movie. I'd put that in my middle tier, probably. In your middle tier, yeah. I'm not gonna go like out of my way to watch it, but I don't know if people consider like the fucking Frozen movies Christmas movies, but if they are, get those the hell out of here. <laughs> I want nothing to do with Christmas frozen stuff yeah i mean you're right though there are a lot of those like christmas specials like the there's a mickey one and i swear there's like a tom and jerry yeah i think that one's just it's just old and so those are one of the few that you have to like watch like like even the ones that you're talking about that you're watching at your parents house like yeah people put those on i don't know why no one's really paying attention to them how do you feel about the nightmare before christmas that one's kind of a quasi halloween christmas blend that one's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. That it's one, I always thought it was a Christmas, uh, not a Christmas, but a Halloween movie. I feel like it probably kind of, oh, I don't know. I mean, it, it literally is like the perfect blend of both. That That's kind of one that you got to watch, like maybe right around that Thanksgiving time when you're in between, you're not quite Christmas season yet, but Halloween just ended. Yeah. I will say one animated one that I 
that I forgot about that as I'm looking at a list. I just remembered. Have you seen Eight Crazy Nights with Adam Sandler? Oh my god, that uh, one goes. That one goes to my best. That's I a top of the tree one for sure. That movie is hilarious. Oh my god, Eight Crazy Nights. I can watch that whenever. That I'm one gonna is- watch that tonight. Okay, everyone, the NBA season is uh, quickly come upon us again. We took a, uh, it seemed like an eight-week hiatus, and now we're back. So per tradition, me and Padilla are going to be giving you guys our uh, full-blown preseason NBA playoff bracket prediction. So we're going to, let's start with the East, Padilla. Um, who are your, let's just, just give me your one through eight, your teams ranked in the Eastern Conference. Who do you have the one through the eight seeds? All right, so for the East side, my one through eight seeds are going to be at one. I got the Bucks. At two, I got the Nets. At three, I have the Celtics. At four, I have the 76ers. At five, I have the Heat. Hmm. At six, I got the Wizards. At seven, I got the Raptors. And at eight, I got the Pacers. Oh, okay. I like that. Wow. So you're high on the Wizards. Yeah. I just think, I just really think, well, I'm thinking like the best, like, they're going to do like, this could be their best season, yeah, which yeah. isn't going to be that great, but I could see Westbrook and Beal still doing well. I'm hoping that it's similar to the Westbrook and Paul George where Westbrook just basically made him Get so the best much better. Out of him. Yeah, exactly. So I'm hoping for that, which I mean, really only takes him to the sixth seed. So it's really not that crazy. Yeah, that's true. Here, I'll give you my uh, one through eight and then we can, we can talk the differences. So I've okay. got the one seed, the Milwaukee Bucks two seed, the uh, Miami Heat, three seed, Philadelphia 76ers, four seed, the Brooklyn Nets, five seed, Boston Celtics, six, Toronto Raptors, seven, I've got the Hawks making it to the playoffs finally, and then eight, I've got the Washington Wizards. Okay. So I think we all, so you had, you had the Pacers in, right? And I did not. Yeah, and the eight. Did you have the Hawks in? No, they are one of the teams outside. Okay, yeah, so that's how I was with the Pacers too. Um, let's start with the top. So it's, we both obviously think the Bucks are going to be the best team. Um, do you see? Let's maybe kind of go through the next couple rounds. Who do you have in the in the next round? So who are the top four teams that get through the playoffs for the you? The top four teams, I yeah. think. Ooh, that one's tough. Um, obviously, the Bucks get it over my eight seed, which is the Pacers. Uh, the Nets get it over the Raptors. Okay. Shit, Celtics and Wizards. Um, Ooh. I'd probably, I'd probably have to go with the with the Celtics, and then the four and five, which would be 76ers versus the Heat. I. I don't know. I just, I don't want to say the 76ers after <laughs> what we did last year, but I think with Doc Rivers and the shooters that they have, fuck, that one's tough because, uh, um, 76ers are heat. Fuck. Um, oh, sorry, Zach. I think I'm going to have to go with the 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's all right. I actually, kind of skipping ahead here so i have the for mine i've got bucks getting through that brooklyn and boston matchup i think could really go either way we'll get to this a little later but i'm pretty low on the nets and then i've got the sixers beating the raptors and the heat beating the hawks but then i do have the sixers defeating the heat in the conference finals or to get to the conference finals so 
So it seems okay. like we're kind of, it seems like we're both high on the Sixers again, which was yeah. our downfall last year. But I do feel like they're a lot better. I, th- I think so too. I mean, they got shooters around them now. So yeah, they got the pieces uh, fit a lot better. Yeah. Cause who'd they, oh, they got Seth Curry. Who's Seth Curry, Danny Green. Danny Green. Hopefully, Danny Green can have a bounce back year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if they, if they have that lineup, which is, uh, I don't know if, if Seth will start. I could see him coming off probably being their sixth man, but it's probably going to be Simmons, uh, Danny Green, Matisse Thibel, Tobias, and Embiid, which is not a bad lineup at all. Yeah. And I mean, with Doc Rivers, he's a good coach. Um, he could probably do things with that team. But I mean, again, people may not like this, but I think Doc Rivers is very overrated in that. <laughs> yeah, 08, I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, that 08 championship just kind of hangs over his head and that's really all he has. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you there. I think I think the elephant in the room with this team also is the James Harden trade. And this, like, obviously we're, we're kind of making these predictions not assuming where James Harden goes. But I think, I really think it's between Philly and Miami for who actually lands him. So I think, like, I mean, if the Sixers land James Harden, I think they're the best team in the East. And I think, I actually think Miami too. I think whoever can land Harden between those two. And I guess if the Nets get him, then they'd obviously would be up there too. Yeah. I I think if Harden goes to, if I were to choose one of those two teams, like if Harden goes to 76ers or goes to the Heat, I think the Heat would get farther just because I feel like the 76ers have too much, too much on that team. Cause that's what really is bringing them down what they had that one year they had simmons they had butler they had josh richardson they had tobias yeah. like they, they just probably had... have to give up simmons to get harden but like man i like a harden and mb pick and roll i think would just be like disgusting that would be so tough to guard yeah I, but I don't, I don't know just the way that the heat played last season yeah which was like very unselfish and i don't know i mean it just depends because i mean at the same time you don't want harden coming in and just destroying this heat culture destroying heat culture yeah yeah Yeah, we'll see i i think for me it's one of those situations where i like i really want the heat to go get hardened i mean i i have faith that they would be able to turn that into something good and get the best out of him and i mean i think you i mean if you have a lineup of bam jimmy and harden like that's probably a top three or that's probably a top starting lineup in the east and on top of that like i think that's a pretty good defensive lineup because harden is not a horrible defender and those other two guys are really good but let's talk about the nets a little bit so you're do you have who do you have coming out of the east i guess let's start there oh out of the east i got yeah you do have the the nets Nets. okay yeah uh i think has any of that preseason action been really sparking your your love for them have you been watching uh yeah i've been watching them Kevin Durant just like he just makes like everybody talks like the comparison between him and LeBron and like the best score of all time type of deal and I mean LeBron is LeBron's obviously one of the goats but KD just makes everything look so easy like his shot his drive everything just like he just like flicks it and it goes in like it's insane and that's what he's been doing during preseason so he doesn't look like this Achilles is has changed him or anything. He looks the exact same. It's just more of him just meshing with Kyrie, which I mean, seems to be okay. He doesn't have any issues with Kyrie sage in courts <laughs> before games and stuff. So yeah, I could see them uh, meeting up with the bucks in the conference finals. 
and the Nets ultimately just having more on on their bench on their team than the Bucks and just going to the finals. To me, the Nets are a team where if I had to pick, are the Nets going to get to the conference finals or are they going to are they going to lose in the first round i think i'd lean more towards them losing in the first round i just think i think for one like the short season could be tough on you know the two guys coming off injuries they might kind of rest those guys and like right now i've got them at the four or five matchup in the east and i just think like if unless they unless the nets somehow get into one of those like top let's call it two seeds in the east or maybe even three which I don't see happening. I think they're going to have a really tough first round matchup. And I just think this team is going to be so, so bad at defense. Like I think I saw they're projected to be ranked like 27th overall oh, in the geez. NBA. Um, Cause they, I mean, if you think about it, like their best defender is probably Kevin Durant, who was a decent defender before the injury, but now coming off Achilles, I, I don't know. I just think they're going to, they're probably going to win a lot of games. They're going to win a lot of like, you know, hundred to 30 to 123 type of games. Um, I don't know. I just think there's like a couple other teams in the East that I think are a lot better than them. I'd be really surprised if they got to the finals. Oh yeah. You could definitely see that. I mean, we kind of saw it with the Clippers last year. Um, right. they, made, they made it to the second round and blew a three, one lead. But I mean, throughout the season, they were one of the top teams in the NBA and, but with their issues too, I mean, the Clippers were just a weird team. The well, Clip- the Clippers too were like, I mean, everyone thought that they were going to be like the best, one of the best defensive teams of all time. And then they had like the, you know, really high powered offense. I think with the Nets, it's like, you're going to, you're going to have a lot of ISO ball because basically everyone on that team isn't really, I mean, Joe Harris is probably the only kind of catch and shoot guy on that team. And then I don't know. I just don't, I don't know that I like how the other pieces necessarily fit in. Like, those other two guys that kind of did well last year are also like kind of heavy ball handlers. Yeah. It's going to, yeah. Cause that you, if you're the Nets, you have to have that mentality. Like if Kevin Durant can come in and be like, okay, we need to have this mentality to where we need to share the ball and possibly have the same game plan as the Warriors, which you don't have the same types of shooters. Right. But if you like cut the ISO ball, don't, have Kyrie basically with the ball the whole time or Kevin Durant with the ball the whole time. I mean, for me, I have, I've always, pr- I praise Dinwiddie. I praise Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, like their bench and stuff. So I don't know if they can rely, if not rely, but if they could have enough help from their bench and stuff, I could see them getting pretty far, but it just depends. Cause who knows these young guys could get upset just like uh, the young guys did on the Clippers team. Yeah. When Paul George and Kawhi were resting or all these other issues that were happening. So that could be a possibility, especially with Kyrie's dumbass on that team. So I don't know. I, I mean, I'm thinking when I think of these types of things, I think, okay, the best possible Kyrie, the best possible KD. And those two players are really, really good. And if, right. they, if they can be a really good duo, I could see them getting pretty far, but yeah, I totally understand your point too. Cause I mean, coming off injuries and, especially the defensive uh liability that these right that this team has to could easily hurt them but again i mean we're playing in an era where nba where defense really isn't that big so yeah that's why i see them kind of i think i can see them getting out to a pretty good record in the regular season but then when it comes time for the playoffs and 
and things slow down and you really need defense. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I look at like the bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers and even like the Miami heat are three teams to me that I think are way better, like light years ahead defensively and also have really good offenses. So I mean, even like a, even like the Celtics, like, I mean, I have the Nets matched up with the Celtics in the first round. Like that's a tough, that's a pretty tough first round matchup, especially like, you know, I think we, maybe you're assuming that some fans might be back by the playoff time. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough road. The East has definitely gotten a lot better. Um, oh, yeah. So you had bucks at versus Nets in the. Yeah. In the conference finals. finals. Okay. Yeah. I had bucks versus 76ers. But so. then again, with the bucks, I could see them getting eliminated in the second round too. Yeah, the Bucks I think will be a matchup issue. It's it's really going to be interesting to see if they actually kind of go the the Giannis thing him resigning will be big for them or him that he did resign will be big for them to kind of get that off their shoulders, but they need they they did lose some of their depth. I mean, their their starting five is probably the best in the East, but I don't know. I mean, they they're just going to have to play their players more. They Giannis only played like 30 something minutes in these games and it's like I don't really know what their coach was saving him for. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, they won a good amount of their games by yeah. a lot. So, I mean, usually he just got dis- to sit on the bench in the fourth exactly. quarter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup, though. Okay, so you, so let's kind of let's do our, our final kind of prediction. So I had, we'll do this for the second round. I had Bucks versus Nets, Bucks getting to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then I had 76ers versus Heat, 76ers getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. And then I have the Bucks going on to the finals. What are your kind of final picks there? So I have so I have the Bucks going up against the 76ers in the second round to get to the conference finals. Okay. And then I have the Nets versus the Celtics. And the okay. Nets getting into the conference finals. And so then the, the only Nets differences ultimate. we have, it sounds like, is Celtics and Heat swap out for each other. Do you do you think there's gonna be any teams that make the play-in tournament in the in the bottom of the East, I mean, I think we both had the Wizards kind of lower down. Um, like, I have the Hawks down there. Do you think that any – like, do you think there's a chance the Hornets kind of sneak in here? I don't think so. I think they're still – they're super young. Yeah. So, I think that – That Hayward injury is going to be big for them too. Oh, yeah. And, again, I'm – Hayward's a fucking burglar, man. He <laughs> yeah. stole money from – He stole money from MJ. Um, but – no, I mean even with the even with the Hawks too, I still feel like they're super young. Even though they made yeah. these made these moves, um, I them defensively is going to be horrible. They're going to be that. That's I felt the same about the Hawks and the Wizards. I think they're my seven and eight seeds, and I think both those teams are going to be really really fun offensively. But they're gonna they're just going to be so bad on defense. Yeah. I'm even like skeptical on the Raptors too because they lost Serge Ibaka, they lost Mark Gasol. So what's that leave them with? Fucking Pascal Siakam and big, yeah. booty, big Booty Lowry? Siakam, Lowry, they did get Van Vliet back. So yeah, yeah, they're really well coached teams. So that's kind of why I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt of kind of sticking in there. But but yeah, I, I'm with you. The Raptors are one of those teams that I could see kind of like, you know, falling off the wayside. Okay, so who, so you have the Nets going on to the finals, right? Yeah. And I've got the Bucks. All right. All right, listeners. So for some of us, we're still in quarantine. For some of you others that are in different states that don't have any regulations, you guys are out living your life. But for us here in Washington, we don't have the luxury of 
being able to go out and do things or see the people we want to see. So guess what? We're stuck at home. Some of us are doing at-home workouts. Some of us are just being lazy pieces of shit and just binge-watching shows. Binging. And so right now we're about to discuss some of the shows that at least we've been binge-watched through quarantine and some that we might have heard that are probably good to watch. And so you can also let us know on Twitter, on Instagram, which shows you guys recommend. Yeah, we're um, hoping that these kind of give you all some some ideas of shows to binge while you're sitting at home during the holidays too. So if you have recommendations, we definitely want to hear them because Padilla and I definitely fall into the category of people that are just binging TV and, and sports and need some more recommendations. So uh, let's, let's hear what you got, Zach. What shows, what shows are you binging right now or how, have you binged during quarantine? So I'm going to, I'll kind of break mine out based on what, uh, not channel, but what like streaming service they're on. Okay. Um, so HBO, I think, has had a couple pretty great ones just over the last month or so. I don't have you seen the Undoing yet? I haven't started it yet, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. The Undoing is like an awesome uh, mini. It's kind of like it's like a mini series. I think it was six episodes long, hour each. Um, really awesome story about like the you know this kind of classic family. They they find this woman like dead and the father basically gets accused of it so it's it's really really good lots of good twists and turns but if you haven't seen that one that's an awesome binge we actually watched that one as they kind of released episodes each week and it was one that we were like okay every sunday we gotta be ready to watch this right when it drops um another one like that if you like the miniseries the outsider on hbo is a great uh, a great kind of mini series that I think was 10 parts as well. That one was really, really good too. Which one was the outsider? It was about the, like some kid gets killed at the beginning and they're trying oh, to figure out okay. yeah. who did it. Like the, yeah, it's like someone gets blamed and then they are trying to solve if it was actually him or not. It's really, really good. Like that it's one like, takes some dude really that has, I've, I think I, I want to say I've seen it. Is it the dude with like the dude that at the very beginning who gets accused, he's in horrible bosses, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that. That one's great. That yeah, one's amazing. I'll, cu- I'll cut out the part where you, uh, where you gave the spoiler away. With the <laughs> <laughs> any, any HBO shows that you're kind of digging into right now? Um, not really. Um, obviously, like you said, um, the undoing is one that I, I really need to start and watch, but I mean, for the most part on HBO, I've kind of, just watch like i've just repeated some shows so like okay. um entourage you can never go wrong yeah with entourage. that's a good one to go back through uh i think euphoria is one right now that you can re-watch or just watch again because the new i haven't seen that one be... yet but i've heard that one that one's cool that one's really that's cool. like the it's... high school kids that are just going high through school it, right? oh yeah they're going through it i've never seen so many young kids just into drugs and <laughs> crazy shit like I'm glad I never lived that high school lifestyle like those kids did in that show. But yeah, that one's good. Um, I don't know. HBO, HBO has some good shows. Um, Have you seen the flight attendant yet? No, but I've heard same thing. I've heard good things about that one. Yeah. We just finished that one too. That one, that one's really solid. I don't know. I mean, I like Ariel was kind of indifferent on it, um, but I thought it was really good. It's the, the chick from the big bang theory is like the main character and she's a flight attendant that basically like, you know, first 20 minutes of the first episode, she wakes up in like a bed in Thailand next to a dead guy. And then 
the whole thing is like her kind of trying to figure out what happened that night but it's it's really solid dang i'm really making me want to be just a piece of shit for the next few weeks and just binge watch just binge yeah i mean hey that one's only i think there's like seven or eight episodes they're all out right now they're like 45 minutes each those are kind of all the hbo ones that i said the flight attendant the undoing and the outsider are good binge ones because they're not like it's you know it's not like a four season type of thing and for for some of our sports listeners you can never go wrong with the shop too yeah love the shop the shop's great i know christian hates it but (laughs) what do you got pity any good shows that you're uh that you're binging right now so um one that i'm binging right now is on netflix it's called big mouth Oh, I've heard that's good. You honestly, you'll love, I think you'll like it. It's basically about kids going through puberty (laughs) and it's just hilarious. It's, I think the first, the first two seasons are really good. The first one is amazing. The first one's so funny. Um, I think they just came out with the fourth. I think I'm about to, I think I'm on the fourth season now. Are these like 20 but minute episodes or that like kind of they're like ones? they're like 30, 33. Okay. Yeah. So they're like pretty quick episodes, but they're just so funny. It honestly um makes you think like I didn't want to think about this, but looking at these kids going through puberty, you kind of think about yourself. <laughs> and I'm just like, I've never thought about that ever. And now watching this show, I'm just like, oh my god, I can't even there's one like I'm gonna there's one little spoiler. This kid gets his first pube. Like and he's so happy about it or whatever. And like, I'm thinking about it. It's just like, I never thought about that kind of stuff. I think yeah. I kind of just let things happen and stuff. And it's just, it's hilarious. You got to watch it. It's, they got hormone monsters that just constantly make them horny and all this shit. It's hilarious. Oh God. Yeah. It's so that funny. pretty funny. Um, I don't know if I just finished this yesterday or if there's another episode, but the Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Oh, I do need to watch that. Yeah, I've heard that, that one is that one is great. This last episode that I watched on the Mandalorian, oh, it shocked the hell out of I me. I heard, yeah, I heard it was like a pretty big, uh, like holy shit moment for sure. Oh yeah, it was a very big holy shit moment. Um, yeah, that one's great. It's like super slow, but it's just it's so good. Star There's Wars a lot of people yeah. love that one. Talk, um, you were talking Netflix. Uh, any chance you've been diving into some Selling Sunset? No, I, I don't. I don't even think I've heard of that one. Oh, it's such a good. It's it's a you know kind of reality TV. It's these two uh, real estate agents that sell homes on Sunset Boulevard in LA, and it's like these two guys that are twin brothers that own the agency, and then there's like five or six of these like chicks that are the other real estate agents and it's got all the drama you see all the dope houses in la tons of like rich people coming in looking at these like 30 million dollar homes and the chicks are always fighting with each other they're always someone pissed someone off because they said something slight into them and it's 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 addicting it's it's great i love me some selling sunset i think on uh i think on netflix i need to watch new girl Oh yeah, you gotta watch New Girl. Heard that one's funny, and then I've also heard really good reviews of Shit's Creek. Oh yeah, that we kind of been watching that one the last couple months too. That's another. It's good. It's like it's kind of like The Office, like short, you know, twenty five minute episodes. You can burn through it. It's really funny. But I think on Netflix, that's really that's really all I got. And then on on Hulu, you can never go wrong with it's always sunny. I thought you were gonna say Lost, but yeah, always sunny is good. 
Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then, and then Prime. I don't know if you've seen this, Zach. I'm sure you would love this because you hate superhero movies. And you gonna say the boys? Yes, dude. I've been watching that one. Are you're not done with it yet? No, I'm. Okay. Uh, I think I'm almost all the way through season one. But I do actually oh. really enjoy that one. So there's, I think there's three seasons now, two yeah. or three. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I was about to say this. This is the perfect show for you. You hate how much me and Crescenti talk about superhero movies and all these kinds of things. And this one is perfect because I feel like if superheroes were actually like a real thing real. in today's world, this is exactly how it would go. Yeah. So for the listeners that don't know, The Boys is this group of seven superheroes that are basically like this giant corporation kind of monetizes superheroes. And th- th- these, these superheroes are like actual kind of bad boy superheroes not like the oh captain america's a bad boy type of stupid shit where he's actually not uh, like these guys are like doing sketchy shit they're going to like brothels they they got all these crazy secrets like it's it's a really really good kind of superhero show like it's it's awesome i'm big on the boys better watch out we're gonna come for you after disrespecting captain america yeah i know someone's gonna be mad about that have, have you seen uh, jack ryan on amazon prime yes that's that a one's good one another too. solid one another short kind of you know two seasons 10 episodes that one's really entertaining i feel like hbo has the has the um the binge watching shows that are new yeah and then like all the other ones have maybe a few of them that are new but a lot of them have just been been there for a while that you just need to watch yeah prime i've kind of just gotten into so i hadn't uh seen a lot of those ones yet so i'm kind of catching up on some of the prime stuff but yeah prime prime's really good um yeah i'm just i've been just waiting for some like i think there's uh it's either hbo or it's netflix some of them with like the weird like conspiracy um oh yeah the conspiracy ones or like Love a good conspiracy documentary. Like, yeah, like the Je- like the um, Jeffrey Epstein one, like all these kinds of things. Like the ones that are like actually real, those are the ones that are really, really interesting to watch. Those are really good, yeah. And you know what else we got to look forward to here in about 15 days coming up, start of January, new season of The Bachelor. Oh God, I don't watch that. Oh man, you are missing out. The Bachelor is just the best. The Bachelorette has been pretty entertaining this year too. I just I'll stick to just the other shitty reality TV shows. The Bachelor is probably the one of the few. I'm not a big reality TV show fan. The Bachelor is probably one of the only ones that I'm like, I have to watch this. It's, it's so addicting. And it's so funny too, because I'll shit on The Bachelor and I'll shit on The Bachelorette. But I'm that weirdo that watched I Love New York, In Love with Flav, yeah. like all these, like the freaking Jersey Shore, like In Love ones, like. I've watched all these weird dating reality shows, but I shit on The Bachelorette. I don't know. I just love these other ones because these other ones are just so crazy and just not normal people. So they're always fighting with each other. There's something about that reality TV kind of just so cringy moments where you're like, what is wrong with these people? Like The Bachelor, like every time there's always some girl that's like the total drama queen of the house and she always makes it really far. And then at the end of it, like it all kind of blows up and the bachelor's like, I don't know why I'd like suck with her. Like why I picked her so for so long. And it's like, well, this happens every single year. So I don't know how to take on that. <laughs> well, yeah, listeners, if you have any ideas, um, 
tweet at us, let us know what shows you're binging right now and share it and we'll get them shared out so other people can see them too. All right, everyone, back with more 0-100. to So going back through our NBA brackets again, now we're going to go through the West side of the bracket. So Padilla, give me your uh, one through eight seeds in the West this year. So my one through eight seeds are going to be at one, Lakers, at two, Clippers, at three, Jazz, at four, Houston, if Harden doesn't leave, at five, Nuggets, <laughs> six, Blazers, seven, Mavericks, and eight, Suns. Okay, interesting. All right, I think we're mine are going to be pretty much the same. My order is a little bit different. So I've got the one seed, the Utah Jazz, two seed, LA Lakers, three seed, Denver Nuggets, four seed, LA Clippers, five seed, Portland Trailblazers, six seed, Dallas Mavericks, seven seed, I've got the Warriors getting in, and then eight seed, I've got the Phoenix Suns. Oh, so you have Houston out then. I have Houston out, yeah. I I've, And the reason for that is I'm just completely assuming that Harden is either going to be gone in the next couple of weeks or that he's going to, if he is there, it's just going to kind of be like AD's last couple months in new Orleans where, you know, he was taking yeah. a lot of nights off and just kind of being a distraction. Yeah. I mean, if Houston, if he, if Harden doesn't get traded this off season, which most likely it's probably going to happen or yeah. th- during the season, it's probably going to happen, but I'm just assuming, all right, he doesn't get traded, whatever. I still think that team has a ton of pieces that could get them pretty could get them pretty far, especially if they mesh well. But it again, yeah. it just depends on Harden. Yeah, I don't have a I don't have a ton of faith in John Wall and Boogie Cousins. Just at least I mean, I think they could be decent, but the West is just gonna be so stacked. I think it's gonna be challenging for them. So you it sounds like you have the Warriors not making it, right? Yeah. That's probably on, that was our two different teams was Warriors and Rockets were the two. Yeah, they're, they're on the outside. Okay. Why do you think that there's just no chance that, that Steph just, can kind of I mean, Steph can, Steph's going to put up numbers. It's just, it's just going to be tough because, I mean, you don't know what you're going to expect from Andrew Wiggins. Right. Kelly Oubre, I mean, the one game I saw this preseason, he looked good. He's, I mean, Draymond got skinny, so I don't know if that's going <laughs> to even help him. And then and then Wiseman's just a rookie, so right. I mean, if he can come in and he can put up. And I'm not even sure if he'll up. start. Yeah, I could, I could see him kind of coming off the bench. Yeah. Just to oh, I think he going. starts. You think he will? Yeah, I mean, they don't have a center. Well, they got I Looney. I could see them starting just the veteran and then yeah. having him kind of play more minutes. I don't know. I think for me, the thing with this team and the and the two the other team that I kind of have is maybe in the playoff that could be fighting for those bottom seeds is the Pelicans, I think, have a shot to get in there. But with the I'll start with the Warriors and then get to the Pelicans. I think with the Warriors, like they're another team that like their defense is gonna just be abysmal. Um, I don't think Draymond really has it anymore. And besides that like they just don't really have any good defenders so i but i still do think like you know i see steph doing pretty well and putting up numbers i think they've got a lot of guys that can score on that team and i do think they'll mesh a little better but i mean i don't i don't see them as you know they're they're probably an easy out for whoever they get matched up with and i don't know i mean i think the i think the pelicans could fight them for a playing game because i think like the Pelicans are another one that I'm just, you're not really sure about because I, I think that that like Zion and Steven Adams mix could either be really good or just not really work. And yeah, that, yeah, I could see that. And especially in the West, who knows the Spurs could somehow do it because they yeah. still got, they still got Popovich, but like the Thunder, the Kings. Yeah. I mean, I think the bottom of the West is going to be, I I would be surprised if there wasn't a play in game just because I think, 
you'll get enough teams close that'll be in there. But um, okay, so you had let's talk about kind of the top of it. So you you think Lakers and Clippers are the one and, and the two seeds? It sounds yeah, like yeah. I don't think anything anything changes. Uh, okay. The Lakers had the best offseason, even yeah. though even though the Bucks re-signed Giannis, I think the Lakers still have two of the top five players in the league. And then they got the two six mans of the year. And they got Marcus Soul. So yeah. they made some other they made some other moves, but I think ultimately they had the best offseason. I yeah, I think the Clippers stay the same. I mean, they lost a few players, but I mean they gained Serge Ibaka at the four. It sounds like PG. This is PG's comeback season. <laughs> God, every year, yeah, whatever. So, who knows? Um, people really expect him to have a way better season than he did last year. So, who knows? It could, it could work. And then I woke up this morning. I saw Rudy Gobert signed his extension, yeah. but I guess uh, Don Mitchell is over the whole COVID thing. I'm really high on the Jazz. I think, and and to be clear, I I still think the Lakers are probably you know by far and away the best team in the west well maybe not by far and away but they're they're definitely the top i just think they're gonna kind of maybe coast a little bit during the regular season they do have a lot of depth now so i think they'll still kind of sit at that you know top two or three teams in the west standings when it's all said and done but like the lakers i think will rest 80 and lebron a lot and kind of just keep them ready for the playoffs but i'm really high on the jazz i think that you know like they are a team that is going to be really good. Like they didn't have Bogdanovich in the bubble and, you know, they brought back Jordan Clarkson. Like you said, they re-signed Rudy Gobert. I think that's a team that I could see just winning a ton of regular season games and then kind of making a good push into the playoffs. Oh yeah, for sure. I think that team, I mean, that team revolves around Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Right. Bogdanovich being there is, is solid. Um, But then again, with their point guard, I think Mike Conley is, not the point guard that they need. They just need someone there who can facilitate the ball. Doesn't have yeah. to shoot anything like that. And I think Clarkson would be perfect. I mean, no, he comes off the bench, but I think him as a starter on the on the Utah Jazz would probably benefit them more. Yeah, I could see that happening at some point in the season. The Clippers are a team that I'm I'm a little low on. I'm just there's been so much of this kind of off season drama with them. I like it seems like they're kind of just blaming everything on Montrez Harrell, but I know. I did like the, the Serge Ibaka pickup, I think, kind of saved their offseason. I don't know. I just, there are two big problems last year where they didn't have a center that could protect the rim and they didn't have a point guard that could facilitate their offense. And they didn't really deal with either of those issues. Like Serge Ibaka is good, but he's not, he's not going to be a great like rim protector against teams that have a lot of size. No, they're going to have to, I mean, they did pick up Nicholas Batum. So, I mean, if he <laughs> could, if he could come off and, uh, if he could just be their shooter yeah. and just have an average like 10, 11 points, something like that, that helps. I know they picked up Luke Kennard, who's super young. Luke he's Kennard's, good. He's not that bad of a player. Um, but yeah, at that point guard position, they're kind of, they're kind of screwed. Cause I mean, like Kawhi's their best passer. And I don't think you want that to be the case yeah. on a team. <laughs> and I mean, they have Patrick Beverly, who's probably their starter. And then right. they got who's uh, Reggie Jackson, who also didn't prove anything last year. And he was not, he was awful. Yeah. He was not that great. And then I'm seeing here, Patrick Beverly's making 13 mil a season. What the hell? Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing is like he's pretty much he's gonna be your starting point guard, but he doesn't he doesn't offer you much in scoring. He certainly doesn't really offer you anything in like ball movement. Um, he's he's a tough contract to trade. I, that's why I don't know. I think I'm just a little low on this team. I've got them losing in the second round again. Um, 
we'll get to that in a little bit. But before we before we move on to the next couple of rounds, let's talk a little bit about the middle of the pack. Um, so you had did I think we both had the Blazers in there, right? Yeah, I had the Blazers at six. Okay, I had the Blazers at five, and then so I think between Blazers, Nuggets, and Mavs, which of those three teams? Give me like your rank of those three teams of who you think. I had the Nuggets at five, Blazers at six, Mavericks at seven. Okay. Um, I know the Nuggets. I know the Nuggets lost who they just lost Jeremy Grant, didn't they? Jeremy Grant was there. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's kind of a a big piece to lose, but I think Michael Porter Jr. This is his year to finally come in. Yeah. And, and just basically help out that team. I know they re-signed Paul Millsap and he's kind of a bum. He didn't really (laughs) do much for your guys' team last year, but I mean, you still got Jokic, you still got Jamal Murray. If Jamal Murray can play the exact same way he did in the bubble, that, that team's going to be solid. And sometimes, yeah. and somehow the Nuggets still, they're well coached and they still pull out really good records. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't think anything changes for them. I'm with you. They're my, they're my three seed. Um, and this, this was a team that I was kind of like tossing back and forth between them and the Jazz is who's going to be, who's going to be that team that just like, it seems like every year we've got, you know, we think the Lakers and the Clippers are going to have the best record. And then all of a sudden, like, some team kind of sneaks out of nowhere and is really good because they just try and win all these games. I think the nuggets and the jazz are both in position to do that. I mean, the nuggets are going to score a ton of points. Um, I'm with you. I see MPJ kind of breaking out this season. I don't know. I think they're a really good team. I think losing Jeremy Grant was tough on the defense, but they did kind of pick up some other pieces that I think will help them. As long as they play bowl bowl a little bit more, (laughs) I think he's a great backup. Oh yeah. Let's talk about our the Blazers. I know we've got a lot of Blazers fans on here. Um, how, how do you feel about this team? Or do you think they've got any shot at kind of making a run in the playoffs or are they a first round out? This one, this one's hard to tell. Um, but I think they probably are one of, I think they're, if not second, maybe the third team to um, have the best off season. They got so yeah. many pieces to help that team. I mean, they got uh, Robert Cumpton, who's going to help them on defense. Uh, they got Harry Giles, who's still super young. I'm trying to think of who else they picked up. They got Derek Jones Jr., who's a good kind of defender that they picked up from the Heat as a free agent. Um, yeah. Rodney Hood's coming back. They picked up Carmel Anthony as a re-sign. Oh, yeah. So they they still have a squad. I mean, Nurkic is back, and he's right. totally healthy. Zach Collins is back. He's healthy. And then, obviously, Dame and CJ both got a lot of time during through the offseason to kind of rest and everything. They even got Enos Cantor back Yeah, on their team. When he was on their team, he was solid. Yeah. I mean, I think he's pretty terrible, but. <laughs> oh yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he's, he's good offensively, yeah, but defensive for some reason, liability. but when Nurkic went out, he came in and he did really well for that team. And I mean, they still have young guys like Gary Trent. Yeah. Anthony Simmons. They got her boy, CJ Ellaby. I think I'm probably higher on this team than you are, but the Blazers to me are a team that, I would not be surprised if they somehow ended up with like the three seed. Um, and I like Dame Lillard. I think he's kind of my, he's my pick for MVP this year. I think um, if this team can, if, if like Dame can get his team to be, you know, a top four seed in the West, I'm, he's going to, he's going to average, you know, 25 and seven or eight, like he usually does. Like, I think, I think the MVP race is kind of wide open this year. And I, I think Dame has a really good shot at getting it, especially if this team is good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like even though I just talked them up with everybody that they have, I still feel like they have too much 
to give Dame like a reason to be be MVP. He's gonna have way too much help. Interesting. It's not like it's not like he's going in and doing everything because I mean you still got CJ. Yeah, and CJ's bailed him out multiple times. Um, you got Nurkic, Zach Collins. I mean, you got all these guys who could put up double digits and really help that team. And when I think of MVP, I think of like that one player that ultimately is gonna basically score, do everything for that team. I mean, Dame's a good leader and everything, but do you think I mean, the Blazers and do you think Dame has more help than like Giannis did last year? That's the I thing. feel like Middleton is maybe better than CJ. Like I don't know. Oh yeah, Middle, Middleton. Middleton's great. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't. That's the thing. It's with the with the Blazers. I don't know if he has more help. But for the Blazers team, they're always that one team that can rely on their bench, that can rely on their role players to help them and help them win games. I don't know if I could see Dame putting up harder numbers with everybody that's on that team. Yeah, and I mean, kind of going into advancing the playoffs a little bit, I mean, I have in my bracket that I'm looking at, I've got the Clippers and the Blazers as the 4-5 matchup. And that's one where I'm kind of, I look at it and I'm like, man, I don't know how if I can pick that right now. Like I, I could see the Blazers being the Clippers in the first round if that was a matchup, just because like, again, like the the Clippers don't have, you know, a, a really great point guard or anything. And I think, I mean, I think the Blazers kind of have that scoring punch, and they picked up enough defenders this year that I think they'd have a shot. Give me who you have. Who are your four teams that get to the West semifinals? The West semifinals. Let's see. Um. So I would have I would have the Lakers over the Suns. Okay. Oh wow, the two and seven. I have the Clippers versus Mavericks. Um, Rematch. I think I think that could be an upset. I could see the Mavericks. Wow, I like that taking down the Clippers. Okay. I have the Jazz versus the Blazers. That one would be a solid matchup. Yeah. I'd probably go Jazz, and then four and five. I got Houston versus Nuggets. I think I think Nuggets go take it over Houston, even if they have Harden. Yeah. I agree with that. I've got, I've got jazz over Suns. I've got, I'll pick Clippers over Blazers for now. And then I've got nuggets over Mavericks and the Lakers over warriors. Who do you got in the Western conference finals? I, Lakers, obviously. Yeah. I can see the Lakers in there. So Lakers would play Mavericks. So Lakers would get in and then the jazz would play the nugs. I think the jazz go over the nugs. Wow, so you've got Jazz and Lakers as your conference finals? Yeah. That's that's exactly what I have too. That's Oh, that's really? Funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the Lake and I've got the Lakers getting through them and going to the finals. The Lakers I think are the best team. Their depth is insane this year. I mean, last year everyone was like, okay, LeBron and AD have to be superheroes to do this thing, and they were. But this year, I don't think LeBron and AD have to do that and they still both can. I mean, we talk a little bit about preseason not getting too hyped like I know it's preseason, but that Taylor Horton Tucker kid looks insane. And he's, he's just, you know, someone they picked out of the G league and even like Kyle Kuzma has looked good in the preseason. And they just, they have so many options that I I think this is the deepest team in the league. And then on top of it, you've got the best player in the league and another top seven or eight player right next to him. So I've got the Lakers getting to the finals. Oh yeah. Lakers getting to the finals easily um, i think they repeat i'll give my yeah. prediction right there i think the lakers repeat and yeah this is like you said like kyle kuzma tht have looked good in preseason i could care less about preseason now it's you guys are young 
can you guys go out there with LeBron and AD on the court or one of them? And can you still play good? I mean, I think with the Lakers, their own, their big problem last year was when LeBron went on the bench there, they were horrible. Like, and I think we saw in the playoffs was Rondo kind of playoff Rondo came in and helped fill that role and AD started to improve. So now this year you've got AD who can play a little better on his own without LeBron than he could at the beginning of the last season. And you have all these other great young players that can fill those minutes and score and defend and do everything that they need them to do. So I don't know last year, like to beat the Lakers, you had to make a run on them when LeBron was on the bench. And this year, I think that's going to be tough to do. I see the Lakers going through the West easily and hell, I would love to see a Lakers versus Nets finals. Another LeBron KD matchup. Yeah, that it or more it would just be the narrative of LeBron versus uh Kyrie, Kyrie again. <laughs> yeah, that's it's true. just like good teammate that. versus bad teammate and kind of that. And then AD and AD and KD are just kind of in the middle of it. Yeah, I could. Uh, all right, so it's not so that's your your prediction: Lakers, Nets. Who would you have winning the finals? That one's tough. Um, I'd probably just have to go with the Lakers just because yeah. of uh, just having that AD factor. I don't I'm think, glad you said that. I don't I think the Lakers would just like destroy the Nets. Like Yeah, I think they'd lock th- them up on defense. They would they would way outsize them. I mean like Yeah. Anthony Davis trying to be guarded by KD when they go small or even like DeAndre Jordan is pretty Yeah. Laughable. I think yeah, I kind of think uh I think AD and KD are the big factors on those teams. Yeah. And I just think I don't think anybody can guard AD on the Nets. And, and with Kevin Durant, like you probably have LeBron on him or anything like that, or whoever else is on that team. And Katie's going to score either way. He's going to get to the basket. He's going to do whatever. Um, And then I think LeBron obviously would be that third best player. And then you would have, then KD just has to rely on uh, on Kyrie. And I just don't know if Kyrie has it. If he can be reliable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's, I think if, if the Nets made it through there, I'd pick the Lakers and, I have Lakers over Bucks winning the final. You have Lakers over Bucks. Yeah, I, yeah. My thing with the Bucks is just it's it's their depth, dude. Yeah, they have a they, great starting lineup, but well, and I think with the Bucks, like Giannis has to prove it. I mean, yeah, like last year, I think was like he was the reason they lost that series. He's got plenty of help. He's got one of the best lineups in the East. Like they are a championship contention team. So I think if if, if they don't get to the East Finals, like I think. It's Giannis is probably going to start getting some blame this year. He's been protecting oh, the last yeah. couple of years. All right, listeners. Well, there you have it. Uh, sounds like we both have the Lakers winning the championship. So Lakers fans out there will be happy. And our old co-host, Chris Senny, will be furious. Okay, everybody. Thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we really enjoyed kind of chatting it up with the NBA stuff going on and, you know, how our favorite Christmas movies, favorite uh, shows that we're binging right now. Padilla, any last words for the listeners before we sign off this week? Uh, go get your Christmas shopping in. Yep. The malls, the stores, everything's going to be jam-packed. Shop local. Exactly, yeah. Shop local if you can. If you can't, order it from Amazon. <laughs> but uh, no, just happy holidays to all you guys. I mean, this comes out. This will come out Monday, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So happy, yeah. It's our last yeah. pod before Christmas. So yeah. So happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Hope you guys enjoy um, that day with your guys' family. 
get everything you guys wanted. For some of you guys that were really shitty people, hope you don't get anything. <laughs> but I wish you guys the best. Yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. I uh, hope you guys all have a great couple of days off with the family and the friends. See y'all later. Later. <laughs>